Welcome back to Draft Vice. We're here. It is Harry Van Ness. You know what that means, right? Probably if you've seen the last few episodes, we're talking an early look at some of the, the teams in these conf- in uh, in either the, the West or the South. If you looked at the title of the episode, you're probably knowing it's the West. So, uh, And thus, how is everything, Harry? Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. As he's this, yawning, th- this excited. Is, this has been the highlight of my week for like the past few weeks, so... Yes, and you can tell because he yawned. That's that's how Harry says he's happy. It is. Uh, so I'm yeah, we're awake for this. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is the NSC West we're talking about, and the ASC West, and uh, and there was news this you know the last week where uh, contracts and stuff like that. So we're gonna get to, talk, get to talk about a lot of moves because these two conferences cover a lot of the teams that have made some major moves this year especially in the last month. So we'll just get right into it. Uh, again, follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. Uh, follow the YouTube. The YouTube is very important. Go to the YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, follow, and watch because we have short videos, long videos, all videos, all the videos. So go to the YouTube. And now we are going to talk about – and Harry, how people find you? I'm glad you asked. You could go on Instagram.com, as in the website – and just type in Harry Vedness, all lower cases, and you can find me. And please do not inbox me dick pics. So that means definitely inbox him dick pics, everybody. It's he, it's the reverse mental. It's the reverse psychology of this. All right, now let's jump into it. Right, we got some news this last week. Uh, we'll go right into the San Francisco 49ers, former Super Bowl uh, appearance and NFC champions. They they extend George Kittle, right? Five years, $75 million. That's a lot of money. Especially for a tight end. Oh, yes. Very much for a tight end. Um, I think this is a good deal for uh, for both sides. Honestly, Shanahan gets his little chess piece back, right? He he gets to keep a guy who – also, keep in mind, they signed Jordan Reed in this – like, just a couple weeks ago, actually. So, they're going to be utilizing a lot of two tight end sets, utilizing uh, Jordan Reed's, like, athleticism. And then Kittle's an – it does everything that you want a tight end to do. Block, receive, you know, step dance. Didn't know he did that, but apparently that was a big thing for him in college. Um, so what do you think about this? this is a big fifteen million dollars a year? That's way more than the average of the last uh, major tight end contract. I do. It's like I, I like I like it. You know, Jim is like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not. It's like he's not the best at getting it to the receiver. And plus, Kittle, he is. He's probably the top, the best tight end. If not, he's right there with Travis Kelsey, I, the best player on your offense. He, and he's an easy guy to get the ball to and pick up a couple of yards. So. Yeah, you can't tell if he's going to be run blocking or he's going to be catching. He he kind of reminds me of Gronk when he was in with the Patriots. So exactly. now you have now you have basically kind of what the Patriots had a few years ago between those two guys. Um, except hopefully uh, Kittle has a as you know more luck staying healthy than Gronk did. But yeah, well, I mean he's been pretty healthy so far. So far, uh, that five year extension he's making fifteen million dollars in one year of that deal. That is that's like five times more than what he made his whole rookie contract. That's pretty dang good, man. Um, so let's let's go into the rest of this roster, right? They lose Joe Staley in the offseason, right? Kyle Shanahan gets them to a Super Bowl. They have a defensive line that is the, like one of the sexiest defensive lines last Lost year. DeForest Buckner. They did trade away DeForest yes. Buckner. They did draft Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. So to to replace the the and actually I think they essentially just used the pick that they had they were going to use. I guess they traded down one spot, got Kinlaw. They were like, "Listen, we're going to take a D tackle. We're going to get a D tackle." 
I think it was a good move on their part. It was. Uh, you know, you're getting a. You now are filling out the depth on your D line. You now save yourself a little bit of contract worries in the next couple of years. Uh, now that guy's over with the Colts, and you, they paid Armistead in the offseason. They got uh, Nick Bosa, the 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 Bosa with the smaller Nosa, if you will. Uh, we're gonna talk about his brother in a little bit. You got, uh, they still have D Ford there. So and they also signed Dion Jordan like last week for like the veteran minimum. Uh, also, they had Ziggy Ansah in there, who they were talking. They offer him a veteran minimum contract. He's like, "Go pound salt, dude. I'm I'm Ziggy Ansah. Like how people know my name. Dion Jordan hasn't done anything ever. I I barely did something, but I did something a few years ago. I was on a decent defensive line, arguably. Um. So yeah, uh, I, I I actually do wonder where he's gonna end up. But back to the Niners, right? Great defense, right? right. D-line, sexy as hell, right? And they've got depth on that D-line. they got good players on that D-line. Back end's a little questionable, right? right. Corners, you got ancient. You got, uh, ancient. He's older, he but he's good. He played well last year, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. right? Elite guy. And I think Richard Sherman was ahead of his time because in the Super Bowl, he was the first one of us to practice social distancing with Kansas City receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh yeah, so uh, so you got Richard Sherman on one side. He's kind of getting a little bit older. Emmanuel Moses played pretty well last year. He actually ended up replacing uh, – uh, was it uh, – not Tankersley. The uh, the other guy who they had, uh, Akilah Witherspoon, uh, who, who was drafted a couple years ago. He ended up pushing him out, getting his own position uh, as a corner. I still don't like the depth in their corner room, though. I feel like that's the one thing, like, you know – what if Richard Sherman goes down again? What if the the young guys don't play up the snuff? They didn't really address it much in the offseason. Uh, Safety-wise, they kept Jimmy Ward. I thought that was a good move on their end. So the back end's great. I think defensively, I think you're going to see – at minimum, it's going to be a good defense. It's going to be like the Bears, right? Like, could things fall apart? Sure. If a piece goes missing, uh, you know, the linebacking core is pretty good, right, Kwan, uh, uh was it Quan Alexander? Quan Alexander, yeah. thank you. Yes, the the name of the great uh, Alexander, uh, Alexander the Great. So yes, good linebacking core. Uh, Fred Warner's really good too. I, I like the front seven. Back end worries me a bit. Offensively though, right? Because that's Shanahan's bread and butter. We talk about it. Extended Kittle. Joe Staley retires. What do they do? They trick everybody. They go ahead and trade with the the Washington Football Team and traded peanuts. Like, I think literal peanuts to go ahead and get Trent Williams. What does that tell you? That's insane. Yeah. Why did nobody else make that deal? There were other teams who definitely needed a tackle, right? Oh, he's older. Eh. Yeah, but you, you know, you're talking about a third-round pick next year and a fifth-round pick this year? That was that nothing. was nothing. Nobody else wanted to give up that much? Really? I thought that was insanity times two. Maybe three. So... They got they got Trent Williams to go up on one side. They got Mike McGlinchey on the other. They got a Western Richburg, who I'm not you know the biggest fan of, but okay, like he's a solid center. Used to be on the Giants. Guard situation can do better maybe, but they they seem to do well with what they've got. At least last year they did. Uh, and, and honestly, maybe again everything you look at Trent Williams, he's he might be the one chance to upgrade over Joe Staley. So. Offensive line is great. Receiving core is completely whack, and I don't know who's in charge of what anymore. Debo Samuel hurt his foot. He might not be ready for the first part of the season. So, you know, you don't have him. You got uh, Dante Pettis, who he's been MIA for the last year. I don't, I've not heard anything about Dante Pettis. He might be on the outside looking in, and I was a fan going into last year of Dante Pettis. 
I think he's a good route runner. I think he kind of reminds me a bit of Adam Thielen in that kind of mold of a player. I'm shocked he, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't like him. They might trade him. They did just sign Taven Austin this week. Like I said before, they got Jordan Reed. We already talked about Kittle. Um, they no longer have Marquise Goodwin. They traded him to the Eagles, and then he opted out for the season. But uh, they also drafted Brandon Ayuk, right? Uh, AS, uh, ASU receiver. So, What's up? So, yeah, uh, another one that uh, he – Shanahan really liked him. Shanahan loved him. He loved him in the draft. He, they were willing to take him where they took Kinlaw. So, receiving core, a lot of intriguing pieces. They no longer have Emmanuel Sanders, but not for nothing. Emmanuel Sanders was a good piece for them last year. Like, he came on, and he definitely helped that offense. Them yeah. not keeping him actually kind of shocked me. I thought they were going to extend that man. So, they no longer have him. Wait, where did uh, Sanders end up going? The at? Saints. That's right, dude. That that was an intro. I did not see that one come. Yeah. We will talk about that another when we talk about the Saints eventually. But yeah, so he goes to the Saints. They no longer have the veteran who helped move their offense last year. Uh, Debo Samuel might not be playing. They did sign two guys. Like I said, uh, I think it's JJ Nelson and Taven Austin, uh, Taven Austin, former Cowboy uh, receiver and former Rams receiver at one point too. In fact, he was drafted by the Rams. Gadget dude. Um, that's not a slur, by the way. Gadget dude is just a, a thing you have to say about guys who are better at jet sweeps than anything else in the NFL. Uh, that is a fact. Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Let's talk a little about him and a little bit. Kyle Juszczyk, right? Fullback. I like fullbacks. Kyle Juszczyk. I think he's Kyle Shanahan's favorite player on the team. But let's talk about Garoppolo. You were talking about him kind of, you know, former Patriot, by the way. So aren't you happy they traded him away? I mean, you know, they were going to. He would have been is like the Pats would be successful with me at QB. So what difference does it make? This is true. I'm pissed that they have a former MVP playing quarterback for them now. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, with Garoppolo, I, I feel like the one issue is, is he was coming off an ACL last year, right? I was actually kind of worried about him. He did kind of have some up and down moments. He just lucked out that that run game is crazy. They traded away Matt Burita. They still have Raheem Mostert, who was kind of the guy leading the room at the end of the year. Uh, and Tevin then Coleman, Tevin got... Coleman's there. Jarek McKinnon. Like, remember that guy? Oh, he, yeah. he used to be on the Minnesota Vikings. He signed a big deal. Didn't do anything on the deal. It's the big worry about signing guys in free agency on big deals. This is why the NFL has a lot of non-guaranteed contracts, yet still this guy's been on that roster for like two and a half years and still is guaranteed a little bit more money. So there you go. That's why uh, I, there's no there, – I'm actually not going to go into kind of a, a moral to that story. But anyway, the Niners – very interesting team, right? Yeah. Do you think – I think they're definitely the leaders in this division, right? Along with, this, with, along with Seattle, I think. I agree. I agree. You want to break into Seattle? Let's do it. All right. We're going to break into Seattle. We will talk about what we think about the end of this division. We'll, we'll touch back on them a little bit, but we're going to go into Seattle now. You have a big thing with Seattle. I do. Being a, a, a former Jets fan. Former Jets fan and also Ole Miss fan. They got, a, they got Ole Miss legend DK Metcalf on yes. there as well. They got in the second round. This is the weird thing with like with Seattle draft picks, right? They won't go, they won't do well in the first round of the draft, but then they'll get guys like later on who you're just like, how the hell did they get that guy? And DK Metcalf was that guy. So yeah, they got they got DK Metcalf. They got a lot of speed at receiver. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and then they also signed Philip Dorsett in the offseason. That's that's a lot of speed at receiver to go along with your great quarterback, yeah. right? Um so, and anytime you have Russell Wilson, you are in the game. 
That's just yeah. a fact. It doesn't matter who else is there. He's like one of the few guys. You could literally put him on an island alone. He's just still constantly making plays. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the offense, and then we'll get into the defense and probably why he's no longer a Jets fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, receiving core looks interesting. I, I actually talked about I just did an offensive line episode and kind of reviewing my thoughts on it. I might have I might be dropping Seattle's offensive line a little bit because they did get rid of their center, uh, Ju- uh, Justin Britt, in the offseason, who was actually maybe one of the better parts of that offensive line, which shocked me they got rid of him. Uh they do still have Dwayne Brown. He's getting a little bit older, but I still think he's a solid piece. Uh, there's a, they drafted Damian Lewis. Uh, outside of those three guys, like they have a competition kind of going for tackle and guard still. Uh, Jamarco Jones, who they drafted a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, who's the is Jair Sweezy now there again? I they get, they get so many guys who wander into that offensive line room that it's uh, uh, I. The good thing is, though, I do think they have a better offensive line coach, right? right. Uh, they they got rid of uh, Tom Cable, who is now with the Raiders, who probably have one of the best offensive lines in the league, but it's he ironic. was a horrible coach yeah. when he was in Seattle. And it's like it's kind of ironic because Tom Cable actually used to be head coach of the uh, Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and he was a horrible head coach, not surprisingly. He was not a great offensive line coach. Although now, like they just have a lot of talent. Although he helped develop Colton Miller very well, so I don't know, man. I I'm very skeptical on the people who hate on uh, on the Seattle uh, former Seattle offensive line coach Tom Cable. But still, like it, his his reputation in Seattle did not do him very well. They seem to have a better scheme, at least last year, on how they were handling stuff. Uh, they were a lot more run heavy. They don't. They might not have Chris Carson. They probably won't have uh, uh Rashad Penny uh they signed Carlos Hyde in the offseason so I I running back room's okay offensive line still a question it's always a question you still have Russell Wilson uh tight end they got Greg Olson yeah. I forgot about that for like five minutes and then somebody reminded me the other day like what do you think Greg Olson's gonna be doing in Seattle I'm like well maybe smoking weed and then go play the game yeah because now weed's a little bit more uh, manageable in the NFL. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's if Seattle's a big weed place. I don't know. It is. It is? All and right. Like, and I they, guessed right. If they catch him coughing in the locker room, he could just say it's COVID and no big deal. Here you go. Um, so let's get to the defense, right? They no longer have a first-round pick for the next two years. Why? Because they They trade. got a, gem- a generational talent. In Jamal Adams. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, safeties, their safeties are kind of in a better spot now. Um, oh, uh, I'm blanking. So they got rid of, uh, Bradley McDougal. I think that's going to be a big loss, everybody. No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, they do have Quandre Diggs, Quandre Diggs to match up with, uh, they, to go along with your Jamal Adams, uh, their linebacking core, KJ Wright's still there. Their, their linebacking core is good. They got Bruce Irvin back. Uh, they got, uh, Reed still there at D tackle. I do not feel comfortable with their pass rush situation. Their corner situation, I'm okay with. Uh, Seattle just seems to kind of get stuff done with those corners, right? Trey Flowers and a couple of other dudes here and there. And it's uh, they uh, they traded for the guy who was thought to be the accomplice of DeAndre Baker in the off season, but then he, his charges were recently dismissed. Uh, I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head. Um, probably better. Quentin Dunbar? Yeah. Quentin Dunbar. No, it's not Quentin Dunbar. 
We'll, we'll touch base on that a little bit. Um, so yeah, he's not, he's back with the team. That was a good trade. They traded for uh, they traded a fifth round pick to get him from Washington. Uh, I think he's going to help their corner room as well. Uh, I think they have a solid back. I, I think overall the defense is going to be the D line is my question mark. Right? right. Like there's not lost, a truly lost to Davion Clowney. No Clowney. No Ansa. Not like either of them did much for them last year anyway. Yeah. They well, got Bruce like, Irvin in. It's like but. well, uh, it's like well, Clowney did win that playoff game by stomping in Carson Wentz's head. So there's that. That's true. I forget about that. So at least giving people concussions and throwing them to the ground is what Jadavian Clowney does well. Uh, but only three sacks, a couple of, you know, he, he did not perform super well last year. Those sacks are not the, the end-all, be-all of defensive linemen. So, Seattle, you, I think you're right. Seattle's just always in the conversation for winning the NFC West. I, I agree. Uh, any last thoughts on Seattle? Other than Pete Carroll's got, like, like is like apparently a god like he's immortal he just he's like he looks like he's he looks like a combination of a 50 year old man who like drank the the juice of the gods he looks like uh is like he looks like the former u.s women's soccer coach <laughs> i don't know but just saying a, a former u.s women's soccer coach just already makes me think it's funny yeah uh, i'll show you a picture later like the four like the u.s women's soccer coach looked just like him all right, so any last thoughts on Seattle? Yep, that's probably it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll go on to – you want L.A. Rams? or Let's, let's go Rams. All right, Why not? We'll, we'll end on the Cardinals. We'll go L.A. Rams right now. L.A. Rams are the team I'm feeling the least comfortable about going into – I feel least yeah. optimistic about. It's weird because they very easily could be back to being good, right? Like, because they, they weren't horrible. Like, they won games last year. They were 9-7. and seven. Yeah, because like if they brought in the uh, the uh, if they had the last playoff spot last year, they would have been in. Because you know they added the new playoff spot this year. If they implemented that year earlier, they would have been a playoff team. Yeah, so I they played like, but they just like if you watch their games, their offenses just did not do very well. Their defense, well, first off, they got rid of Wade Phillips, which I don't know why you do that. He, he did so many amazing things through your defense, and you say, well, we want out with the old men. We want in with some new men. So they got rid of Wade Phillips, the legendary defensive coordinator, and they do have Jalen Ramsey. They have Aaron Donald. They signed uh, Leonard Floyd in the offseason, the former uh, Chicago Bears, see if they can get something out of him. Uh, they got to keep Michael Brockers. He was originally going to sign with the Ravens, then he came back. They, they were like, you know what, kiss, make up. We got our D-tackles all up in our grill. So their their defensive line, they, they lost Dante Fowler free agency. He went down and hung out with the the Falcons now. Uh, linebacking core, they lost uh, Corey Littleton. Like I think that's a bigger deal than people make it out to be because he was a good coverage linebacker. Uh, corners again, they got rid of Marcus Peters. They got Jalen Ramsey in the in the room. Uh, I. I'm not a huge fan of where this team's going. I just feel like they keep I mean, losing talent. Yeah. And especially, like, defensively, they lost talent. Now, again, they, they find ways. You do always kind of find ways to stick guys in different spots. And they're a lot, they're pretty top-heavy because most of their caps go into either Jared Goff or Aaron Donald. So. Yeah. So, defensively, like, I look at it and I go, okay, like, eh, they lost some pieces. I don't think the new pieces are truly going to be what makes you that much better. Uh, offensively, and I've had people complain about this because I complained about them not addressing offensive line in the draft. Uh, you know, like, they, they went ahead. They got rid of Todd Gurley. Now they got Cam Akers in the room. They got Daryl Henderson running back as well. Uh, they still have Malcolm Brown, who's basically, like, 
the slow discount version of Todd Gurley. I don't know why you keep him around other than they extended him like last year. So you have those three guys in your running back room. I think it's going to probably be the, a mixture of Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. Offensive line wise is scary though, right? Like I don't hate their offensive line. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, it's worrisome, right? Cause the left tackle still have Andrew Whitworth. He's like, 7,000 years old. Yeah. He's been around since literally time began. He looks like it, too. He looks like Father Time. Like, if Father Time was built, like, if you thought, if you thought God was stacked, that's what that's what God would look like. It's Andrew Whitworth. Um, they got Rob Havenstein. They got Bobby Evans uh, also, who kind of both have played right tackle for them last year. Um, Bobby Evans actually played a bit better. They took I think Havenstein had an injury last year, and ha- Bobby Evans came into play. I thought that was a good move on their end. Um so maybe he comes in and plays guard from somewhere else. Maybe they keep him as the backup tackle because he did play well there. Um, the rest of the, their team, it's like, a you know, they got Austin Corbett, Austin Blythe, David Edwards. Their interior offensive line is just, ugh. I think they had Brian Allen who couldn't pass block either. Like, their their interior offensive line just had a lot of questions, a lot of problems. Um, and they didn't get better. Tyler, it was a – go ahead, Oh, Joe Noteboom is the name of the other guy they drafted to be the replacement of, of uh, hopefully Whitworth. They're hoping he develops, but there's a reason why you you wanted Whitworth to stay, which is because you didn't think Joe Noteboom was going to be good. So, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with this team's offensive line at all. It wasn't good last year. Why would I think it'd be good this year? Like, and there's not reason to think it's going to be an improvement this year. So, L.A. Rams did not like your offensive line. Your weapons are kind of cool, though, right? Jared Goff, mm-hmm. you know, as long as he gets the the calls in on time, yep, from from McVay. Good receiving core got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Yeah, so as long as he gets the the phone call in from McVay with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Um, they no longer have Brandon Cooks. Uh, instead, they got a uh, uh, Van Jefferson, who they drafted last year. I do like him a bit. Um, thought he was drafted a little high, but I thought he's, uh, I thought he actually kind of reminds me of Robert Woods a little bit. Uh, as far as what he does well. Um, they no longer have that true speed element. I really do feel worried with this team uh, going into the year. I just feel like the other three teams in their division got better. They arguably did not. So, any last thoughts on the on the Rams? Um, uh, it's not really a thought, just a little comment. Like I, I mentioned off-air before that uh, we were talking about, and one of the teams talked about the Niners before, you know, he op- they obviously got Trent Williams, and Sean McVay was cursing, as like I heard a report, he was like really upset when he found out that the, that he ended up going to the Niners, because one, that's a target, you know, they could have used. Yeah. But, it's like, but also, a guy you hope to get ended up going to one of your big division rivals. Absolutely. Like, again, like, that was a, and like, could they have made this deal sooner? Could they have maybe opted for trading somebody instead of extending Whitworth? being able to to get Trent Williams. Could they have worked out a deal with the Washington football team, formerly another name, and and, and have gotten a a left tackle who could have been there in the next few years? Because Whitworth's 30-something years old, like the late 30s. We're talking about late 30s. This guy should be, like, doing taxes for somebody at this point. Yeah. He should be doing, like, you know, like announcing for the ESPN or NFL.com. So, yeah, uh, I did think that story was intriguing when he told me that the L.A. Rams, that uh, McVay was cursing it. And it's like, you know who you can bring that up with? Les Snead, the guy who you work across the hall from. Bring it up with him. Anyway, last team on the NFC West list. 
I think probably the most interesting one to talk about. Probably. Yeah. You got the Arizona Cardinals, right? Offseason, they get rid of David Johnson. They tag Kenyon Drake. They get DeAndre Hopkins. They've got a lot of interesting pieces in that receiving core with Larry Fitzgerald and some younger guys like Andy Isabella, uh, Hakeem Butler. Uh, and also, you know, we're getting second year of Kyler Murray, right? So we'll see if he can make the leap from – well, he, I, I definitely think he's the favorite for a lot of people. Some people are saying he could be MVP. I think he's the favorite of a lot of people to kind of take that step forward, to be like Lamar Jackson last year, to be like Pat Mahomes a couple of years ago, where he has the athleticism, where if you can use his legs very well, it'll be great. And you gave him a lot of weapons, right? You still, you know, I, and I think that's important here. Having all those guys you can throw to, I think that uh, Christian Kirk's the other one who they have as far as a receiver goes. So, Weapons-wise, they got weapons. They've got Kenyon Drake back. They've got Kyler Murray. Offensive line's been a little weird for them. It was weird for them last year. Kyler Murray was kind of running for his life all the time. He's got a dude. That guy's got to have some some sick cardio. Yeah. He's also like the tiniest quarterback in the NFL. Like even shorter than Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield yeah. and all the other tiny guys. He's just, he actually said, "I'm going to take you one up a notch." He's like literally my height. I would love to meet him. Just not not because I want to shit on him for being short. I love the fact that he's short. And I love the fact that he like it makes him such an intriguing it's like the reason why small running backs do very well. You can't see them. You're like, where did he go? He just disappeared. And I I think he's got a solid arm. I liked him coming out uh two years ago. I, I like Kyler Murray. Offensive uh, offensively, we're gonna see second year of Sean McVay's all uh, not Sean McVay. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. The thing I liked about Kingsbury last year, he adapted really well, right? He would go from, you know, 10 personnel where it's all receivers and a running back to, uh, you know, two tight ends. Uh, it's really my question is the offensive line. They, they extended DJ Humphreys. I like him. Uh, as far as uh, center goes, the Mason Cole, uh, you know, a couple of other guys there. J.R. Sweezy's there. He, Justin Pugh. Uh, Josh Jones they drafted this year in the third round. So and then they also signed Kelvin Beecham, formerly the Jets tackle. Uh Marcus Gilbert was there and then he said, I'm I'm opting out this season. Uh I'm uh, I'm injured anyway. All, all the time. Former Steelers right tackle, by the way. So offensive line, I mean, it's gotta be better than it was last year, right? You'd think. Yeah. You'd hope. Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right. So Offensively, I think it's a, a solid move. Defensive, man, I'm, I'm more intrigued about the defense, right? Yeah. You got you got one of the top pass rushers in the NFL there still in Chandler Jones. You got Patrick Peterson, who's going to stay another year. Who wanted to leave last year, by the way, and also got suspended for like six games for steroids. So we'll see if he's going to take his like second-year step down from you know not being able to do steroids. Uh, defensively, like, you know, they, they drafted Isaiah, Will, uh, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they have a couple of guys who are now in the second year with Zach Allen. They got Jordan Phillips, who they signed in the offseason. Uh, linebacking core, again, like they got Isaiah Simmons, who, you know, they're going to probably use him as a, as a linebacker, uh, who could also be used as a safety. They got Buda Baker. They got, uh, what's his name? Jordan Hicks, who they signed relatively cheap. They got Devin Kennard. So linebacking core is kind of interesting. A lot of athleticism on this team as far as defense goes. Their second year, Byron Murphy. 
So maybe he develops to be the, the corner opposite of Patrick Peterson. All, all in all, I think it's a, a very intriguing team. A lot of interesting pieces. If it put, if they put it all together, big if. Um, keep in mind, like Vance Joseph is running the defense now. You know, onto his. You know, we'll see how if maybe they're they're in their second year, they'll do a lot better. So before we move on to the AFC West, right, let's break it down. How do you think this division is going to end up? We talked about the Niners, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. I think this one is the most uncertain, but this is might be a couple hot takes in here, but I think Hawks are one of the division. And the second, second one, first wild card, I'm picking Cardinals. I think they're going to be better than the Ooh. Niners. Ooh. I think Niners will just miss the playoffs this year, and Rams are going to come in last. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! I, well, I agree with you with the Rams, but whoa! All right, so let me, uh, let me stretch on this. I, I'm going to go with Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams. I don't think this is actually that risky that I'm taking no. it, but I think the the, the Niners D-line is still good. Uh, not much has changed on the offense for the, the 49ers. They're still going to be able to run the ball. Uh Seahawks, I, I get where you're saying. I, I was tempted to say Seahawks too, but I feel like the Seahawks actually got worse this offseason in some areas. Some some areas like the back end of the defense, they got much better on, and there's just like, I don't know. I just feel so weird with them. So they're still a top two team in this division in my book. And Rams, we talked about it. I have so many questions with the Rams. So let's go into the, the AFC, shall right, let's we? Let's do it. AFC, we got the AFC West. We got the Chadges, right? The LA Chargers now uh, on hard knocks, along with the LA Rams, by the way. And uh, because of that, uh, they also extended Mr. Joey Bosa, right? The Bosa with the bigger Nosa. And this is how I tag the, the Bosa guys, by the way. It's the, who has the bigger nose? Uh, Joey Bosa actually has a helmet for his actual has a, a separate helmet for his nose. Wow! Um, Just roasting the Bo Joey Bosa today. He made money. He made so much money. You know what? Screw it. He made a ton of money. Good luck for him. Good on him. I like the player. Seventy million dollars guaranteed. One hundred thirty-five million dollar guarantee. One hundred thirty-five million dollar extension. Uh, just so much money. Think of made. all the nose jobs you could get with that money. No, he should keep the nose. It's okay. fine. It's it's fine to have a big nose, right? It's okay. It's oh, I'm just saying you have a big nose, but it's fine to have a big nose. This is what we all have to. We have to start embracing bodies. So I embrace the Joey Bosa body, and and, and the rest of this offense, right? Like it, and the rest of this team, right? So let's talk about the defense first, because honestly, we already got into Bosa, his giant extension. I talked about it a bit already. Uh, you got Joey Bosa, Justin Jones, Linval Joseph, formerly of the Vikings, who they signed in the offseason, Melvin Ingram. Chris Harris is now a, a L.A. Charger. He is, too. Yes, the corner. Uh, Derwin James is back. Yes, Derwin James is back. Nazir Adderley. You got Casey Hayward to go with Chris Harris Jr. They got Desmond King, who is like a safety corner hybrid. He's really good, very good in zone coverage, fits their system really well. Uh, they drafted Kenneth Murray. They've got Denzel Perriman, Drew Tranquil. They're linebacking core. Even Nick Vigil's there. Uh, Uchenna Nuoso is kind of like a pass rush specialist for them. Uh, and then they even have Jerry Tillery, who they drafted last year. Maybe he'll come along, too. So they've got a lot of pieces on this defense, a lot of cool pieces. And I think that that's why they didn't re-sign Phillip Rivers is they could go, we could draft a quarterback this year. They could you know, keep Tyrod for one year on a very, very cheap deal and have him be the starter. And then they could spend money on extending Joey Bosa, maybe keeping Melvin Ingram around because he's also towards the end of his deal on, this, on his contract. And 
kind of moving forward with this defense and trying to build a new team without Phillip Rivers. So defensively, it's really sexy. Derwin James, I can't wait to see the, like Derwin James and Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram all on the field again. Hopefully they stay healthy. That's kind of been a big charger problem. Uh, also, offense, right? Whole new offense with yep. no Melvin Gordon, no Phillip Rivers, right? Totally different than what we saw last year. They still have Keenan Allen. They still have Mike Williams. Uh, Travis Benjamin's no longer there. So offensive line-wise, three-fifths of this offensive line I feel comfortable with, right? Ryan Bulaga. Bulaga, Trey Turner. If, as long as Trey Turner stays healthy, he plays about 13 games a season the last two years. Uh, Mike Pouncey, solid center, play, has played really well for them. They no longer have Russell Okung. Okung? Okung? Okung's been good. I like Okung, uh, but he, now he's with the Panthers. Now they have Sam Tevy and Trey Pipkins competing for that position. I have no clue. Uh, they did draft Forrest Lamp a couple years ago. They still have Dan Feeney to hopefully play left guard. He did not play good at guard when he's played at guard, but he, you know he's still a guard. Um, maybe they have Forrest Lamp finally take over. He had some injury issues. Uh, and then again, hopefully they figure out the spot on the, on the left side of the line, because right now it's kind of sickening, but they do have a very athletic Tyrod Taylor. They have an athletic former pro bowler, by the way, former pro bowler. Yes. Um, they have an athletic first round quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, I, I kind of, and they also have Hunter Henry, great tight end Virgil green. Okay, tight end. So they got a lot of interesting pieces. I think they're going to utilize the athleticism of their quarterbacks quite a bit. Uh, again, you still have Keenan Allen there. Uh, I They have Austin Eckler, who they extended, who I think they like his speed, his versatility, his ability to catch. He kind of makes it like they're playing a spread offense all the time. So I like Austin Eckler there too. And then if you utilize his ability to get out in space, you know, Tyrod Taylor's movement skills – uh, the only guy who I really feel like gets the short end of the stick here is Keenan Allen. Yeah. I don't think his skills really fit what uh, Mr. Tyrod Taylor does. So, uh, overall, I I like the team. Uh, the receiving core is kind of questionable outside of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, tight ends, they got a lot of decent tight ends. Uh, I am very questionable how this team's going to perform this year. It, it, they can play. They can kind of do the ball control, like keep the ball away from the other team, plus play really good defense. I think that's going to probably be the strategy this year. Utilize a lot of the the movement skills of their guys, and I, I kind of I see a strategy. I see a winning strategy for them. But everybody's got to stay healthy, and that's yes. going to be hard. So let's move on to Denver because I think Denver had maybe one of the more interesting off seasons. Mm-hmm. Right? They they uh, drew lock. Is the planned quarterback at uh, for the Broncos? A millionth time wonder Elway, a million different quarterbacks. Yeah, like I don't, I, I mean, like they're really betting on. Them. Yeah, they're they really showed, betting, and on they them. did show that in the draft. They drafted receivers with their first two picks. Yeah, so that I w- I, I like that move, right? You're gonna figure out if he now. Here's the problem, right? You're now second year quarterback. You, you only got like half a season last year of playing. Uh, you now have two rookie receivers who drafted back-to-back, right? Top two picks, K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy. You have Cortland Sutton now in his third year. Uh, you still have Deshaun Hamilton there if he even makes it on the roster. So the, the receiving core is a very young receiving core. Um, 
Offensive line, I'm a little worried with too, right? Don't, interior three are pretty decent, right? Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow, I like. Cushenberry going to be a rookie. Uh, we'll see how he does his first year. Uh, Jawan James opted out, so he's not going to be playing right tackle for them, even though he barely played right tackle for them last year anyway. And Garrett Bowles likes to hold people like he's about to tell him I love him. So uh, that one, I don't know. He had he. A lot of flags on your offensive line if you're going to keep Garrett Bowles around playing tackle. So, just saying. Uh, and they could always move guys around. Graham Glasgow has played center before. Uh, but everything else on their offensive line. Now, they do have Mike Munchak, who is the offensive line whisperer, former Steelers O-line coach. So, maybe they do well this year because of Mike Munchak, and he coaches up the guys. But it's a very, you know, offensive line, very questionable. Uh Receivers, we talked about tight. Let's talk tight ends, right? It's going to be the second year of Noah Fant. Uh, they also got Nick Vanette in the offseason. They also drafted Albert Okawaganon. Okawaganon. I think I said it right the first time, and now I'm going to keep fucking it up. Um, both very athletic tight ends. Yes. Like almost like you're playing four wide if they're both on the field because Noah Fant's got a lot of straight line speed. Albert Okawaganon, by the way, played with Drew Locke in college, probably can, has a decent amount of chemistry already pre-built in, very decent movement skills. He just wasn't great in college, though, and there's a reason why they got him in, like, in day three, but maybe they could pull something out of him. So, I don't know. I, I, the, there's some intrigue in that, that tight end core, especially Noah Fant. We'll see him in his second year, what they can get out of him. Uh, offensively, it's all going to come down to Drew Locke. And also, by the way, they have Pat Shermer as their offensive coordinator. Interesting, because like Pat yeah. Shermer was rumored to really be into Drew Locke last year when mm -hmm. his team drafted Daniel Jones. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, very different kind of quarterback, by the way. Before we move on to the yeah. to the defense, and very different kind of quarterback than I've seen with uh, Pat Shermer in the past, right? Like you know, he's had Bradford as a quarterback. He's had uh, Case Keenum and got Goodyear at Case Keenum. Uh, Daniel Jones, you know, Eli Manning. This is more on the, like, this is a weirder, I've never seen Pat Shermer with this kind of quarterback, so I'm kind of interested to see yeah. what he does with a quarterback with a big arm. Uh, you want to move on to the offense? Yeah, we'll go to the offense. Oh, quick quick note, though. They did sign DeMar Dotson, former right tackle of the Buccaneers, so that might help shore up the right side of that offensive line after Juwan James opted out. Uh, defense is interesting as well, right? Uh, they have Von Miller. They've got uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, who's coming back off of injury, uh, they did uh, sign. Uh, they traded for Jarrell Casey. They uh, they re-signed Shelby Harris, who's going to probably be a solid back, you know, back to being the three technique for them. Um, they got a couple of other guys there: Demarco Walker, uh, Kyle Pecko, uh, Draymond Jones, who they drafted recently, uh, Jeremiah Tachu. So they got a lot of pieces there for their defensive line. Uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb obviously being the big names of it, but Bradley Chubb's got to come back to full health, and we got to see it out of Bradley Chubb because he tore his ACL relatively early last year. He's hopefully enough time to recover. Um, ACLs don't always seem to hold back defensive linemen, though, so it's not as worrisome, but you do worry if he might re-tear it. Uh, you know, it comes back too quick. So the, the, the front end, I'm not as worried about. Uh corner situation is A.J. Bouye, Bryce Callahan. Uh, those guys are, I think, are, are solid setup. Like, you know, they trade for A.J. Bouye in the, the offseason, a fourth-round pick for him. Uh, you got Bryce Callahan, who's, I think, really more of a slot corner, but we'll see what ends up happening out of it. Uh, they do have Kareem Jackson. They're playing, you know, I think their plan is to play him maybe at 
maybe they'll play him outside. They have him listed as a safety on the depth chart, so maybe they're going to play him more at strong safety. But uh, they have Justin Simmons, who they, they franchise tagged. He was their free safety last year. He's been really good for them. There's a reason why you franchise tag a player like that. Um, you know, linebacking core, again, solid linebacking core, but nothing like nobody amazing there. Uh, Todd Davis is like the biggest name on their linebacking core. They're probably going to run a lot of nickel. And again, they, they probably focus more on, again, it's just a lot of pieces on the defense. And I, I believe in a defense run by Vic Fangio. I do. I like Vic Fangio. He's a good coach, very good defensive coordinator. I, he's part of the reason why the bears were good for that year. Yeah. So I, I do believe their defense is going to be fine. Uh, but we will see. So overall, there's a lot of things that are like look interesting on paper, potential good things about the Broncos, but like there's things missing. Like there's things that I just don't feel totally comfortable about. I do like the receiving core though. So, any last thoughts on the Broncos? I think. Other than it's you know it's a make or break year for Drew Locke, I think so. Which is weird because it's only been really yeah. like around for a year. Uh, let's talk Raiders and then we'll go on to the Chiefs, the the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champs. champs. Um, so. Right off the back, there's a quarterback controversy here, right? But a different kind of con- a quarterback controversy. Uh, it's Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, right? They signed Mariota in the offseason. Um, they signed the receivers they have now. They have uh, Tyrell Williams. They drafted Henry Ruggs. They uh, have Hunter Renfro now in his next se- now in his second season. He came on a little bit at the end of last year. Uh, Darren Waller played really good at tight end. So they're going to be attacking the middle of the field a lot with those two guys. Um, running back, they still have Josh Jacobs. is going to be in his second year. He had a couple of injury issues last year. I got to say, I when I looked at their offensive line to do my rankings, I like almost forgot about them. Yeah. And I realized how good their offensive line is. They got Colton Miller. They got uh, Richie Incognito, who's also going to be racist, but also be solid left guard. Uh, Rodney Hudson. They have Gabe Jackson. And then they also have Trent Brown, who they, you know, they signed away from the Patriots a couple of years ago. Um, that's a really good offensive line. Now, I'm not sure about the depth on the, the line, but they've got a lot of like, all five players you like. So good offensive line, good running back, a lot of speed on the offense. Uh, as far as the, the receiving core goes, I I really do like this team. Uh, Jason Witten's there too. He's going to be hanging out in the locker room. Probably he's being, like the, he's like the Greg Olson of Oakland now. Yeah, like he's just going to hang out. And like talk, I think he's just there to, ha- to talk about Monday Night Football with John Gruden, like do their own commentating in in the locker Le- rooms. Leaks paying the Raiders off to just to get rid of their awful like on air personnel. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, we don't want this guy on uh, on Monday Night Football. Please, Raiders, take these guys because we don't want these guys doing Monday Night Football. Because Monday Night Monday Night Football sucks for a long time. I wonder who's gonna sign Booker McFarland. The new Nobody. Wa- new water boy for the Raiders, highest paid in league history. Right. Uh, so offensively, I kind of like the offense. Yeah. Like, honestly, again, like, Low key. I know a lot of people hated their draft. Oh, they drafted Henry Ruggs and Bra- <laughs> and Edwards. And uh, they, they, they did draft a lot of pieces in the draft last year. But there was just like, I know people didn't like the, you know, there was like questions about the Ruggs pick. And I get the, there's other guys you could take. But like, that speed is a lot of speed. I like that like if that's your your identity you want speed at receiver you want separation i like that that identity there so overall i like it uh defense right they're getting the second they're, now they're in the second year of cleveland Farrell. they got malik collins who they signed in free agency i actually think 
two two of my favorite guys on this defensive line, Jonathan Hankins and Maurice Hurst, D-tackles, like them both. I thought Hankins, underrated, former Giant, really good run stuffer. You know, he was part of the reason why the Giants had that really good defense for that one year. Um, Hurst fell in the draft because of a heart issue. I'm shocked he hasn't opted out yet uh, or didn't opt out. They got Max Crosby, who actually is probably the best pass rusher as far as their ends go. Kind of weird when you draft a guy in the top four and then the guy who you took three rounds later or two rounds later ends up being much better. But, hey, that's how it goes. Uh, they have Arden Key, who I forgot was even still in the league. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, they have him. He was supposed to be a first-round pick, and then nothing happened. When they signed Carl Nassib, who was on the Bucks, he was on the Browns. John Dorsey didn't like him. They had a first, you know, I, you know Carl Nassib loves giving out financial advice. I don't know if he's qualified for it, but he does it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, anybody who watched uh, Hard Knocks the year the Browns were on it? Uh, so overall, the the defensive line is solid, but not amazing. They had a problem getting to the passer a lot last year too. Um, their their corners are interesting. I, I didn't realize they had signed Prince of Mukamara. They got Trayvon uh, Trayvon Mullen, who they they drafted. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner, Damon Arnett, who they drafted this year. And then their their safeties are Demarius Randall. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner is kind of like a, a slot corner slash safety. I think they're going to keep him at slot corner. So, But you could also do the same thing with Demarius Randall, who's going to probably be playing free safety for him. They also got uh, Jonathan Abram coming back from injury. He he had a good few first games and then tore, you know, got injured. So overall, though... Like, if everything on that defense works together, like, again, they, they signed Corey Littleton. We talked earlier about the Rams. They, they you know, they had Littleton and Kwiatkowski. Their linebacking core is very athletic, good coverage guys. Um, I think their plan is to go coverage and maybe blitz a little bit more uh, with Paul Gunter's defense. I heard Paul Gunter felt like he was he had his hand tied behind his back. Well, we will see, right? Uh, overall, like, it's I think it's make or break time for Mr. Uh, Gruden. Yeah, it's not because unfortunately, Las Vegas Raiders wouldn't fire him for shit because they got to keep paying him ten million a year for like the next half a decade. But still, I think it's make or break time for Mister Gruden, uh, in my book. Right, you have a lot of good pieces here. Yeah, this should be a good team. And Derek Carr, you got to make sure you throw well. You got to make sure that Marcus Mariota don't take your job. Same thing, Marcus Mariota, show up, man. Use that athleticism. I want to see this team. I want to see this team be good. I like pieces of it. I just want to see, like, a good product. Do it. All right. Kansas City. Super Bowl champs. Legendary contract, Pat Mahomes. Nearly $500 million contract. Insanity. Insanity. By the way, also they gave an extension to Travis Kelsey. Um, I think it was just so he didn't feel like he was left out on the extensions. Yeah. I, You know, he still isn't paid as much as Kittle. Because he didn't have as much negotiating room and negotiating power. Uh, I felt like this was a way for them to kind of clear up some cap in the future, kind of rearrange things, make sure they keep Kelsey for the long term. So they got Travis Kelsey. They've got Pat Mahomes. They drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire in the first round. Great piece for that system. Oh, my Lord. I like Clyde Edwards Alaire. I loved watching his tape at LSU. He was a driver of that offense. You could not convince me otherwise. There might be running backs who are not highly valued. Like, people might be like, don't value running backs. But, dude, I liked his ability. I liked his play. So, um, they got Tyreek Hill. They got Sammy Watkins. They got McCall Hardman. Demar Demarcus Robinson came back. Byron Pringle. Um, Best name in the NFL right there, Byron Pringle. Yes, praise the old Lord, Byron Pringle. 
Um, Sammy Watkins, I kind of am shocked what's going to go on with this guy. He knows he's not going to be the leading receiver in this core. He probably won't get many targets. I actually kind of like how they used him a couple of times. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, like, kind of – like he has kind of a weird running back build. Like, I forget that, and I think that's also why he's kind of a little bit injured too. Uh, offensive line kind of took a hit, right? They had two guys opt out. Uh, Third-round pick Lucas Nyang, Kalecio Semele uh, came in. Now he's going to help shore up the, the guard spot. The other guy who opted out, by the way, Lawrence DuVernay-Tardif, who is a medical doctor who is going to be helping people with COVID in Canada, which not really I, – I, wow, I, that kind of blew my mind when I found that out. He has an MD on his jersey. He's had it the last two years. He's been trying to become a doctor while being in the NFL. So their offensive line still have good tackles. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz might be one of the best tackles in the NFL currently. So offensive line-wise, not amazing. Austin Ryder's probably like average. Clutch Semley, if he gets back to form, could be really good. Eric Fisher's a solid left tackle. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like I, – listen, I, I'll never doubt Andy Reid. Uh, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is kind of, I think, a full go right now because I don't think Damian – I think Damian Williams opted out. So it's going to be him and a bunch of Jags. And arguably, some people probably thought Damian Williams was a Jag too a couple of years ago. So offensively, is there really ever any questions when you have Pat Mahomes on the field? Not one. Or Andy Reid running your offense either way? Yeah, how to manage a clock. but <laughs> How to look at clocks by Andy Reid. Um – so defensively, right? This is probably they actually extended Chris Jones. Talked about that contract extension a couple weeks ago. Uh, Alex Okafor, Derek Nadi, Frank Clark, who they had traded for a year ago. A um, couple of other like depth guys like Tyler Compassino, uh, who they drafted a couple years ago. Um, Kalen Saunders, who they drafted a year ago. They got a lot of guys who they drafted, kind of rotating in and out of there. Uh, linebacking core, right? They they drafted Willie Gay Jr. this year. Uh, second round, they have Anthony Hitchens. They have uh, Damian Wilson, who uh, you know is probably you know, Jag kind of at this point. Um, corner room's not great either. They got Prashad Breland. Uh, okay, getting older already was kind of a slow corner to begin with, but they brought him back. Um, there were also questions as to whether didn't he have some kind of off the field thing too? Not sure about that. He, I think there was some kind of question mark about the off the field with him. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill did get injured, though, last year, so we would be – might want, you know, he got injured late last year. I think it was an ACL, so he might not be fully back to form yet. Tedrick Thompson's going to be there. He's an okay, you know, solid safety. Uh, everybody else, like, their corner room's kind of weak. It's, it's very weak. Yeah. It's outside of Breland. It's a bunch of no names. Hopefully guys who develop. Uh, Carverius Ward. Basically, that's it. Your hope, the safety core is kind of good. I like, I did like the safety core, provided Juan Thornhill comes back to health. Tyron Matthews, good. Um, but defensively, I really worry about this team. Mm -hmm. It's going to be shootouts with them. They know that. That's why they have all the speed on offense with McCall Hartman and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all the lovely weapons. And now Clyde Edwards are there. But defensively, they're going to have a hard time stopping people, especially with those corners. So, any last thoughts on the KC? Nope. Nope. All right, KC or KFC. Uh, let's go into who do we think is going to win this division? I think you got to go with the defending Super Bowl champions with the Chiefs taking the first spot, winning the division. All second right. pit, second place, I think it's going to be going to get a wild card spot. The LA Chargers, like you said, they got a really good defense, and I have faith in Tyrod Taylor. He's I think he's a lot better than what people give him credit for. 
And also, if he if Tyrod's you know not playing up to his ability, you always have Justin Herbert throw him and get him some experience. But yeah, I think uh, I like what you said about the uh, about the Chargers were just you know just ball control keep as they keep their defense off the field, and when they are on the field, just stop guys. Obviously, reminds me of the Buffaloes when the yeah, Buffalo Bills when they exactly. made the playoffs. Exactly. The Buffalo just throwing throwing a lot of lost screens to uh, lost screens to Lashawn McCoy. You could see Tyrod doing that with Austin Eckler. That's true. Actually, mm. very similar skill yeah. set between Eckler and McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Third place, I think it's going to be the I think it's going to be the Raiders. Smokeland Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, that's yeah. right, Las Vegas. And the Broncos. Listen, I I don't see what the hype is with Drew Lock. I know he's got some good receivers, but I'm going to put them fourth place in the division. I kind of have to agree with you, actually. Uh, except I'm going to switch two teams on you. I'm going to swap Las Vegas and Los Angeles. All right. Because I, I, I think it's going to be, yes, I think the Chiefs are leading this division. I actually, if, looking at the offense of the Oakland Raiders and looking at all the pieces that they've spent money on and all the players that are there and all, the, like, literally, there's what's the weakness of the Raiders outside of quarterback? I can't think of one. Uh, maybe pass rush, but now you have enough coverage guys who it shouldn't be a problem. So I look at the, the I look at Oakland or Las Vegas uh, as they are now going to be moving to Las Vegas into the giant vacuum cleaner dome, uh, or the Death Star as people have called it. I I look at their team and go honestly, it's the one team I can see beating Kansas City in this division, and mainly it's because the offensive line's so good. They should be able to run the ball. I think an idiot can play quarterback there as long as they have a strong enough arm to throw a deep ball. You have enough speed where they have to respect your guys that are there. And then, like, defensively, like, again, like, pass rush is the real only problem, but, like, I think you can manufacture pass rush if you have enough coverage guys. And they do. I think they have plenty of coverage. So I'm going to switch Las Vegas with the Chargers and then... KC's number one. Broncos, sorry. I know my cousin's a big fan of the, the Broncos. Uh, part of my issue with the Broncos is COVID. The other thing is, is they have the least, you know, amount of starting time at quarterback for their their guys. Um, offensive line's kind of a question mark. Same thing with the Chargers. Defensively, I, again, I think there's a good argument for the Chargers too here, but I think if everybody stays healthy on the Chargers, I think the Chargers have so much talent on defense. I just uh, I believe that the Chargers can do a lot with their their team. Um, there's things that make me worry a lot about the Denver Broncos. So I agree. And, oh, but they do have Melvin Gordon. You were right. They, they swapped do. the Melvin. So you know, having Melvin Gordon on your team, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I actually like Melvin Gordon a lot, no, though. That's good. Very very much used to running behind a bad offensive line with you know a quarterback who is just a quarterback. Anyway, so. That's it uh, for this episode. If you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like I did to your mama last night. Um, follow my other show, Punk Law 101. I do short videos, so go check out the YouTube. They're all on the YouTube that the DraftVice is on. That's a, you know If you're listening to this, go check the link in the comments. And Punk Law is a great substitute for professional legal advice. It is not. It is absolutely not. It's actually a warning on all the videos that say that. Uh, <laughs> but good thing that you brought that up. Yes, it is not a substitute for legal advice, but it is fun. It's educational. You do learn a little bit about the law, the Supreme Court, 
and which is weird that you would think a guy who does stand-up comedy and talks about football is now talking about law. Weird that I do that. Anyway, and also follow Harry. Yes. Just follow him home. He needs. He wants friends. He wants. He wants people to hang out with. I, I, mean, was, I This was the highlight of his week. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Take care. I'm about the past, I'm about the future.